It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard on a uh, Monday. Dennis and Brady with the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Uh, before we get into uh, the uh, games from over the weekend, uh, and uh, and Brady, uh, we weren't just wrong about two of the games. We were really wrong about yeah. two of the games. Uh, we got the ugly game right on. We did. That we did. <laughs> that we did. Um, In fact, I think I said 35-8, to eight and it ended up 36-6, so I feel yeah, pretty good about I that say? one. Like 31-13, But I think. Uh, way off, way, way off on the other two games, um, and, and we'll talk about that. Uh, I did want to mention before we get into um, to football um, that uh, one of the uh, other – fall sports that's wrapping up here in the month of January is volleyball, and that's going to happen this week. In fact, uh, on Tuesday, 6 o'clock, and I believe it's at Marlette, um, that is where Ubley will take on Auburn Hills, Oakland Christian. Oakland Christian's actually the home team here, but they'll have uh, a greater distance to travel to play their home game than uh, than Ubley will, <laughs> I think. Yeah, I mean, again, with locations especially – in smaller schools, we have no idea where it's actually for sure, but it's supposed to be played in Marlette, correct? Yeah, so 6, six o'clock Tuesday evening, Ubley against Auburn Hills, uh, Oakland Christian. That's a quarterfinal. The semifinal, and this is in Division Four. the semifinals at Kellogg Arena in Battle Creek, and that will be played Friday afternoon at 2 o'clock. Uh, and the other side of the bracket are, again, two teams I'm not real familiar with, Rudyard and uh, Kearney Nadeau, which I'm going, or Nadeau, I don't know, because I've never heard of it. I've never heard of it. That It's got to be in Michigan, though, right? Uh, I, I assume so. <laughs> Rudyard, I've at least heard of it. I don't know where it is, but I've at least heard of it. Um, and anyways, uh, the uh, finals set for Saturday morning in Battle Creek at 10 a.m. So by uh, Saturday of uh, this uh, week, um, we'll have uh, volleyball uh, played and completed, uh, and so good luck to the uh, girls from uh, Ubley. They're the only area um, team still going. Uh, oh, wow. U- Ubley boys in football are still going, uh, and we'll talk about them, yeah. plus Marine City and North Branch. Carney and Adu is, um, yeah, is west of Escanaba. So, yeah, that's probably why I've never heard of it, and I've been up in the Escanaba area. It's between, like, Iron Mountain and Escanaba. Okay. It's got to be so small. And microscopic. <laughs> Anyways, um, I've heard of Rudyard at least. Mm-hmm. We'll be back. Tri-County Equipment is your local John Deere dealer. With 10 locations in southeastern Michigan, Tri-County Equipment can help you get the equipment you need. From tractors to ATVs, from snowblowers to used equipment, Tri-County Equipment is your one-stop shop. Right now, Tri-County Equipment is offering free home delivery on select John Deere models. For a full list, visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Tri-County Equipment with 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky. 
Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, (laughs) slip, (laughs) squeak, or leak, replace them with Anderson windows with low E glass, low maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Hey guys, Brady Bean here for TP Logos in Marysville. Located across from Walt Braun Viking Stadium, TP Logos has the area's largest selection of in-stock school spirit wear, corporate wear, and construction company gear. They do custom embroidery, custom screen printing, and are the fastest-growing uniform sublimation company in Michigan. Visit tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including things like Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. They're open weekdays 8.30 to 4.30 or by appointment. Don't wait weeks for your gear. You'll get it in days with TP Logos. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. DuraClean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call DuraClean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. DuraClean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Since 1923, Mama Vicky's has been Port Huron's original Coney Island with two convenient locations to serve you. Mama Vicky's Downtown is open Monday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Mama Vicky's North End is open Sunday through Thursday from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. and Fridays and Saturdays they stay open till 8 p.m. With delicious Coney dogs for only a buck 59, you can make every day a Coney day. That's right, Coney's for just a dollar 59. Mama Vicky's, a port here on Original since 1923. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports.
you're uh, back. And uh, before we get uh, going into football here, uh, congrats to Camille Keys, Port Huron Northern. We uh, mentioned way, way back early in the fall in the fall uh, that her verbal commitment was to uh, Indiana Tech, and she has signed. Yeah, so hopefully we'll get to cover some of her games coming up with the Huskies too. That is coming up. Yes, finally. Excited about that uh, too. Um, closer than you think. A week from this Friday. Right. Eleven days until the first uh, basketball game of the season. Good. So. All right. So uh, let, let's just get right to this. Um, for one half, things lived up to the hype. Yeah. It was seven seven at halftime. Um, I was really proud of myself because the Mariners. Struck first with a long 51-yard touchdown pass to Charles Tigert. And I said on, on the last podcast we did, they can throw the deep ball against Frankenmuth and have some success. But that was really the the only success they had. Um, Jeff Heslop was sacked four times on Saturday. The Mariners had minus four yards in the second half that they got outscored 24 to nothing in. Um, for the game, for the game, Brady, Marine City, right? That's mm-hmm. who was playing. Yeah, minus twelve yards rushing. Just well, that's if you include sacks. Which well, I mean, they that, do, that you real, do in in I mean, which high is, school which and college. Is dumb. You, the sacks aren't. You're not trying to run the ball. So that probably. I mean, still, even if you take away the sacks, it's like thirty. Yeah, uh, they they had uh, their leading their leading rusher, Anthony Rensel, had twenty one yards on six carries. Yeah. Um, they had 98 yards through the air, and 51 of it came on one play. They and another had, 25 came on another. They, they had 86 yards of total offense and minus four in the second uh, half. And Frankenmuth had 422 yards, including 375 on the uh, ground. They had two rushers over 120 yards. Uh, they had uh, Cole Lindau. 20 carries, 150 yards, and a touchdown. And the quarterback, Devin Reif, is that how you say I it? I believe so. Uh, 15 carries, 129 yards, and two touchdowns for him. Yeah, and Lindau, I mean, he probably used to get, what, 150-some yards? I bet 150, you, yep. I bet you 125 came after contact. He was bouncing off, it seemed like, every Mariner defender. I had not seen the Mariners miss that many tackles all year. And I don't know if it was as much as they – didn't play well, like tackling wise, or as much as Lindau and that Frankenmuth offense just absolutely played up to the, their potential in the second half. You know, the first half it kind of felt like a defensive slugfest, back and forth, back and forth. Um, Marine City got, forced a huge fumble at the end of the half that kept it seven-seven, and then they went into the locker room and, and talking with people who were there were going, you know, it looked like in the first half, Frank and who thought they were just going to roll the ball out and win that all they've done all season. They just shown up, they play. Okay. Yeah. Let's do this. All right. We're going to win. They, their closest game was a 24 point game. And maybe I guess at halftime it clicked and they went, okay, we let's turn on the jets. And Oh boy, that defensively their front four gave, got penetration when they tried to run, when they tried to pass, there was a guy in the face of Jeff Heslop every time. Every time he tried to throw. Uh, they didn't get pushed back. They gave their linebackers free reign to move. Uh, they'd extend plays so the linebackers would roll over the top, make the play. And, I mean, 
no Marine City running back had any room to work at all in the second half. It was as dominant of a defensive performance as I've seen from a high school team in a half. Then they had an early interception, the Mariners, and Mm -hmm. they scored the first touchdown. And and I kind of thought that they would compete in this game. Like at seven seven at halftime, I thought, okay, we're gonna we're gonna have a good second half. This isn't a a slam dunk for either team, but it it ended up becoming a slam dunk, and and it kind of happened quickly. Like it, it was it was like Frankenmuth took charge right away in the third quarter, and even when they were only a score up, you're like, uh-oh. Yeah. Well, I mean, when they, I think if they had, if the Mariners had time to throw, their receivers were getting open. Just Jeff Hessop never had time to set his feet and throw. He was either throwing off his back foot, he throwing with a man in his face, he threw an interception when he got hit as he threw, and then, I mean, they were getting to, they were behind the chains the entire second half. It would go from first and ten to second and twelve, and if they were lucky, second and eight, back to third and double digits. And at that point, Frank and Ruth would just pin their ears back, and they would send six, seven guys at the quarterback, and their their DBs only had to cover the Marine City receivers for a second and a half. Because there was a couple times I can't I can't remember the name number nine for Frank and Ruth. They drew up a blitz off the edge, and he just came free two or three times. And he was, I, he probably had at least two of those four sacks and a few more QB hits. So, uh, how, uh, well, first off, I want to make this point. F- Frankenmuth is a senior laden team. It's now or never for this group of guys mm-hmm. at Frankenmuth. And they've been, we've talked about this, they've been knocking on the door, knocking on the door, knocking on the door. Um, Coach Letson even said, you know, they kind of remind me of us back. A few years, yeah. you know, back the, when, when, you know, you, you couldn't get by Marysville, you couldn't get by Orchard Lake St. Mary's, and, and then finally you do, mm-hmm. and you're in three state finals and you win two state championships. For this group, um, a lot of them are going to graduate when these games are, are done. This is Frank and Moose time. They have to win the championship this year. I'm sure they've got a lot coming up through the pipes right. and they're going to continue to be good but like this, this is their se- best chance yeah this for a while. seems to me that this is a group that if they don't win a championship they're going to be scratching their head going how didn't we just win one I mean I don't I I don't remember for a fact but I want to say the only player that I mentioned a lot and there was about six seven different players that I constantly was saying on the broadcast um I think Cole Lindau was the only one that I hadn't mentioned or that wasn't a junior that I mentioned um so everyone is gone besides him seemingly I know they had a lot up front that were seniors and yeah it was uh they 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 have a coach Lutzen told me I don't know if he said in the pregame interview but says he reminds them a lot of Marysville how they just had a bunch of seniors it was like the coup de grace for this group and I mean, I would be shocked if they, they're not at Ford Field. And then I don't know who they'd be playing on the other side of the bracket, but I think they're going to have as good a shot as any team to bring home a state title. Yeah, and that might be part of the halftime speech that uh, that those kids are receiving. Hey, look, guys, you know, here's your opportunity. Don't let it slip through your fingers. Now, how does a 31-7 loss 
help Marine City. Well, everybody's coming back. Right. I think the biggest I'm I don't I'm apologize if I forget someone, but off the top of my head, Anthony Rensel is graduating, Mason Walker, uh Darius Watson, Felix Cop. I know there's one or two more I'm missing, but for the most part, you're bringing back almost everyone. Yeah, you're going to lose Mason Walker's a huge member of that defense. Darius Watson played both sides of the ball. Anthony Rensel, he was that spark plug kind of guy. You'd fit him in, we, they'd be keen on someone else, and then boom, he'd come in. But no, it's a young team. I talked about it at the end. A very young team that kind of is learning how to have that success experience it for themselves and to play against an absolutely stacked Frankenmuth team uh, when you have a, basically an all-sophomore backfield outside of Rensel, when you have young defensive guys out there, that's good experience. That's something that they know what it's like now to play in hostile territory, and I guarantee you that that's going to be on their mind. I mean, that's motivation because, I'll, I'll be honest, I'll call it like I saw it, Frankenmuth was just bigger and stronger than Marine City. That does not happen a lot. There's not often that Marine City gets outmanned physically. And there were times where they were getting thrown around out there. And Frankenmuth had some big boys, and that was the biggest difference. That's why their defensive line was getting penetrations, why their linebackers were able to make these tackles. So, yeah, a young team that was able to make this run, it's going to stick with them, and it's a building block towards a goal. Oh, yeah, because now, now you know how good you have to be. Mm-hmm. If you want to get to the high levels, yes. if you want to make a run, if you want to get to Ford Field and play for a state championship, now you know what these other teams are like. And you experienced it while you were a sophomore mm-hmm. or while you were a, a junior. Because, again, you got Heslop for two more years, mm-hmm. and he's going to be really good. They get Tigert back next year, and, and you – We've talked about it all throughout the season. They probably held him back a little bit. Until, yeah, they used him very strategically. I wouldn't say, I mean, held him back. They they cho- they picked. Their yeah, they picked and choose where they wanted to turn him loose. Um, Tetler comes back, yep. uh, and and he, you know, he didn't hear his name a whole lot um, over uh, on Saturday's uh, game. But he's a name that for the next couple of years you are going to hear a lot. You have Wyatt Walker coming. Wyatt right? Walker coming, yeah. They oh, lose. Derek Schlotman's another senior yeah. they use on that defensive line. He made a lot and a, of And a very plays. good player. Yes, made a lot of very good plays on that. I knew I was forgetting at least one name. Um, yeah, and then you have an Anthony Ruffino coming back. Guys like that. And it's going to be – And he's a guy with big play capability. Yeah, he, so. And he's was this year was their fourth or fifth option. And I guarantee you there's going to be some – And everybody some, that we mentioned but Heslip can play both sides of the ball. Yeah. And Heslip could probably play defense too, but you don't want to waste right. your quarterback out there when you don't have to. Yeah. So, And, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be some sophomore or junior that was playing in a lower level that's going to come up and we're going to go – I don't remember this guy from last year, and he's going to be one of their main contributors. So, I mean, it's, yeah, it's like you said, they know what they have to do because I, uh, they're they're going to beat Lansing Catholic. Frank Muth's going to be at Ford. Excuse me, going to be at Ford Field. They'll probably they might play Freeland, which is would be like Marine City playing Almont in the state championship yeah. game, or they're playing Grand Rapids Catholic Central. Probably, I would assume. Catholic Central is going to be the team they play. And then you'll really see how they stack up. You know, it's a team Marine City's not too unfamiliar with. 
Um, or it was them it was South Christian, excuse me. Um, so, yeah, you're going to see what they have to do, and they're going to know what it takes to be a state championship team. And really, it w- they played with them for three quarters. They just got grinded down in that second half. And, I mean, that front seven for Frankenmuth was stout, unbelievable. I mean, you think about it, like, at first you go, wow, Marine City struck first. Yeah, but outside of two plays, they had two plays account for 78 yards of offense. Of the 86 they got? Yeah. It was a third and 25, and they got 27, and the other one was the 51-yard bomb to Charles Tiger. I was happy at that moment, too. Oh, I know. I was. I sent the text to you right away. Told yes. you they could throw over the top. <laughs> Which I still think they could have. I think they had an advantage with the receivers and Frankenmuth secondary. They just had no time to throw. Yeah, they tried I mean, to, they unless tried your to... wide receiver is the flash, um, if you're running a deep route, you need a little bit of time for him to get there. Right. And it didn't matter if Heslop just dropped back in the pocket or they tried to roll him out. They tried to do different things with him, and it didn't matter. He was either getting hit, uh, someone was in his face. It, it, I mean, I kind of felt bad for him. He tried, and there was you could tell they were, they were frustrated just because nothing they were doing was working because that front seven wasn't allowing it. So um, final thoughts on this since you actually saw the two teams play and mm-hmm. you saw Marine City play a lot this year. Is 31-7 an indication of how far apart these two teams are? See, that's a tough question because for the first half, Marine City's defense played pretty well. They basically had two drives. Well, they gave up one big play. It felt like in the first half it was, okay, each defense had one play where they messed up on. I think Lindau had a 35-yard run that got him to the one, and then they ran a QB keeper to punch it in, and Marine City had the Charles Tiger touchdown pass. Besides that, at halftime, it was kind of like, okay, each team defense played well. Marine City bent a little bit, but then they called a timeout, drew a penalty, and forced a fumble. So you thought defensively both teams were going to hang in there, and then I don't know if they if they just got worn down, beat up, or what Frankenmuth did at halftime. But it, Lindlau, I mean, he said he had 150 yards. I bet you he went over 100 in the second half. He was the guy that they couldn't stop, and they had other options too. Um, I, I don't know. It felt maybe it's a little much, but I'd have to see it again, another game because it was a weird, weird uh, matchup. But no, in the second half, it, in the first half, it felt like they were shot for shot. In the second half, it felt like Frankenmuth was on another level. Yeah, and in the first half, too, it felt to me like, ooh, Marine City's getting some breaks here because Frankenmuth had a, a punt return, right, for a touchdown, yeah, come back that, on a penalty. But that one wouldn't have went for a touchdown if there wasn't. The yeah, I know, but it's just the, the fact that, okay, these things are happening and they're happening in Marine City's favor. Right. That's a good sign. Yeah. there was. I think there was another touchdown called back uh, – a run that a forty-five yard run that got called back for a block in the back or a holding. So, yeah, I mean they forced two turnovers in the first half too. They they got the pick and the fumble, um, which basically kept Frank Muth from going into the locker room up a score and set up their first touchdown. All right, so Fr- Frank and Muth, uh, if you're out there, and and I think somebody might be. Um, <laughs> anyways. Uh, Good luck. I'll be disappointed if you don't at least get to the final, sir. Yeah. No, I think they're the favorite over 
uh, Lansing Catholic. They're they're a really solid team. I mean, that was as good of a football team as I've seen all year. Physical. They they were fast, and I think that's going to be kind of a theme: is teams that you think are fast, just when you kind of keep it in the blue water area, and then you realize they ain't that fast when you go to other teams. I mean, we'll talk about it with the North Branch game, but uh, yeah. It's one thing to be really good for your county. It's another thing to be really good for the state, and the regional final is really where the separation happens, and yeah, we saw that. Any difference if this game's at East China Stadium? Or you think the result is ultimately the same? Maybe the score is a little closer, but ultimately it's the I same I think result. it's ultimately the same. I think Frankenmuth was just a better team. I mean, you have to remember, like you said, a senior-laden team, a team that you had basically all seniors playing. Yes, they had some underclassmen, but a lot of those were seniors. Marine City had a lot of sophomores playing. Now, again, who cares? You play the, the team going up against you. That's not an excuse. It's just saying that Marine City's in kind of the building up to a state championship phase where Frankenmuth's on the, we're all in, this is the year, we're doing it right now. That's where Marine City will be in, a, in next year and the year after that. And that's probably a factor that uh, we should have considered more going into this game. Yeah, but we but, didn't know, you know as much about Frank. No. Because it's hard to get – I mean, you And can't. we're there to cover Marine City, so we're going to yeah. say nice things about uh, the team we're covering. Which they earned it. They, yeah. they were – They went 8-2, and two and uh, this is the only game they actually played and lost. Right. Their other loss was that uh, Notre Dame prep uh, Which I guess maybe – Yeah, forfeit. who would have known if they played that game? It could have been at East China Stadium, and you, you never know, but I don't think it swings the game 24 points. I don't know if it swung the uh, the game, but we're going to talk about uh, North Branch and some of the things that uh, that led into a 38 nothing loss to Country Day. This blew my mind. Not that Country Day ended up winning the game, but how easily they ended up winning the game because this is one that I didn't see happening. No. Frankenmuth beating Marine City like that, I, I – hindsight i can go yeah okay i mean i even said that before the pause i probably would say frankenmuth was a slight favorite um after the pause i'm like i don't know i don't know how teams reacted but but um country day uh north branch is what we'll talk about uh next so stick around Tri-County Equipment is your local John Deere dealer. With 10 locations in southeastern Michigan, Tri-County Equipment can help you get the equipment you need. From tractors to ATVs, from snowblowers to used equipment, Tri-County Equipment is your one-stop shop. Right now, Tri-County Equipment is offering free home delivery on select John Deere models. For a full list, visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Tri-County Equipment with 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 800- 250 7520 
Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union, real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change anytime. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. The City of Marysville continues to strive to be a great place to visit, a better place to live, and a great place to open a business. Go to our City of Marysville webpage at cityofmarysvillemi.com to find employment opportunities, business assistance, learn about our outstanding Marysville public school system, or just book a round of golf at Marysville Golf Course. Marysville, a great place to visit, a better place to live, and a great place to open a business. And remember, the sun always shines in Marysville. Precision Care has been locally owned and operated in Marine City and has served the Blue Water community for over 25 years. Precision Care is the leading property and landscape contractor in St. Clair County. Always looking to hire the best people? Check out their website at precisioncarellc.com. Click on the Application for Employment tab and send in your resume today. Precision Care is a proud supporter of local athletics at all levels. Call today at 810-765-7968. For all your landscaping needs, it's Precision Care, LLC. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. You are back with uh, Dennis and uh, Brady. All right, so uh, I was sure when I looked at the numbers going into this one that North Branch uh, had a really good shot to beat Country Day. Here's one thing, and, and obviously, okay, the final score was 38 to nothing. So I, I don't know how much this factored or if it factored at all. But on Friday night, North Branch kids went to bed thinking they were going to play a home game Saturday at 1 o'clock. Well, it was, fr- it was late Friday night. I think it was like 11. It was the middle of the night from what I was told. Okay. Uh, so the kids found out in the morning. They woke up and they were told, hey, we we got to get on the bus. And I we, got that notification. And we've got to go to Lapeer um, to, to play a, a football game. So, I mean – it ended up being a road trip. For yeah, eleven fifty-two on Friday night is yeah. when, uh, at least I found out. Yeah, so pro- probably coaches aren't calling their kids at midnight, right, before a game to say, "Hey, we're playing someplace." Let them sleep. Right. Tell them in the morning. So they found out in the morning they got to get on a bus and they got to drive to Lapeer to play their home game, which is not a short drive. 
by any it's way. it's not a horrible drive I mean, how, for North Branch, but it's a drive. That's the point. Yeah, it's not they like, shouldn't have had to make one, and they ended up having to make one. I don't know what the problem was with the field at North Branch to why they, they did that. And, and again, also your game gets moved later in the day, too. Yeah, that was the other five. part. You're supposed to play at 1 o'clock. Um, and, I mean, you had a 1 o'clock game in Frankenmuth. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't warm, but it was warmer. First January, it was warm. There was, no, there was very little wind. The sun was out. It was, a, it was as nice of a January day as you're going to get. Both teams had to play in the same conditions. Mm-hmm. So, But this, this is the kind of, of game it was. North Branch got the ball first. They fumbled. Country Day drove in and scored to take a quick 7 to nothing lead. North Branch got the ball back. They went for it on fourth and one at their own 36 or 37. Got stuffed. Which they probably get that 49 out of 50 times. Yes. Uh, But the North Branch defense, which we don't talk about enough because I don't know a whole lot about it, but I I found out about it. It's actually pretty good. And you're going to say, oh, they gave up 38 points. There was not a North Branch or a Frankenmuth, or excuse me, a Country Day offensive snap on the Country Day side of the 50 until there was under nine minutes to go in the first half. Okay, the entire first quarter and first part of the second quarter were all played on the Broncos side of the 50, and they were only down seven to nothing. They 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 fumbled, gave up a touchdown on a short field, turned the ball over, got a stop on a short field, fumbled at their own 20, and then forced a fumble inside their own five. So obviously it took both teams a little bit to adjust to the colder temperatures. Because when the sun went down, it's my understanding, it got cold in Lapeer. Right. And so just before halftime, they gave up another touchdown on a short field. And they're, they're only down 14 to nothing Which at the you break. You can only ask your defense to make those gutty stops. I and mean, that's what you, happened. If you get one, it's it's good. If you get two, you're going, okay, we're on borrowed time offensively. To ask them to do that for basically an entire half. Ugh. But you're, you're coming out to start the third quarter, and you're North Branch, and you average five and a half rushing touchdowns a game, and you average 380 yards rushing a game. 14 to nothing is not a big deal. No. It's not a big deal. You've got four guys at least on the field who at any moment can break a big play for you. But um, the worst thing that could have happened happened. The opening kickoff has returned 67 yards for a country day touchdown. It's 21 to nothing, and from that point, it just imploded on the Broncos. Uh, It was the the worst thing that could have happened to them. Um, Wasn't at the game, but I listened to the broadcast. Thumbtail Gator was doing it. They had a three-man crew there. They were all talking uh, about the difference between country day and BWAC teams Mm -hmm. and the fact that, um, in fact, uh, on the first two North Branch drives, uh, Brandon Martin had like four- and five-yard runs uh, that they said, said you know, he would have broken that in a BWAC game. That right. that would have gone the distance in a BWAC game. Country Day is faster than any BWAC team. They can match the Broncos' speed here tonight. Right, which, again, like I said last segment, there's difference between being fast in your county and being fast for your conference and being fast in the entire state. That's why you see 
teams run into these things because not to disparage the Mac Silver, the Mac Gold, or the BWAC, but you play like you you're the fastest team in your conference, right? Marine City Marys were the fastest teams in their conference. North Branch was the fastest team in their conference. You go and now you're playing the fastest team in another conference. You're going and playing the fastest team in on the lower peninsula. You're playing the fastest team in your division. So you go from, yeah, I mean, look at all three teams. Marysville, they were really fast. Then they played Martin Luther King, who was faster. Marine City. Actually, won. in hindsight, Marysville did a good job against yes. King. King routed East Point, and we know how good East Point yeah. is. I think it was 50-6. to six. Yeah. So a lot of credit to that Marysville team if they again if they weren't in division three it'd be a completely different story but they're just just on the other side of that um marine city fast strong they went and played frankenmuth they were faster and stronger and now north branch you know ran through even ortonville brandon is a team we thought it was going to happen to them against ortonville brandon it didn't so that's when we kind of turn okay maybe yes and then they played country day who has the biggest and fastest, strongest kids from like three different states. The other thing that the, they can... that Eddie and his group said was they thought the break hurt North Branch. They're, they're like, I would have liked to have seen this game played when it was supposed to be played because at the time of the, the of the delay, North Branch was going on all cylinders, and they said clearly the Broncos aren't going on all cylinders right now. Uh, just uh, they had 166 yards rushing. The, by far and away their lowest total of the uh, the season. I think they had only one game this year where they were under 300 yards rushing in a game until Saturday. Zero yards passing. So when when you're not a team that throws a lot anyways, um, you fall behind big in a game and the run game isn't working for you, it, it's tough. Brandon Martin rushed for... 1,439 yards this season and 19 touchdowns. He hadn't had a game under 93 yards rushing this season. That was his worst game. They held him to 51 yards on Saturday on 11 carries. Jacob Ranney rushed for 1,021 yards and nine touchdowns this season. He was held to 56 yards rushing on a Saturday night. And the North Branch lost three fumbles that led to 10 points for Country Day. And that really kind of kind of sums it up. And and Country Day, they were led by a freshman, Brady. Uh, Gabe Winowich, a freshman, nine carries, 77 yards, two touchdowns, all in the second half. He didn't have a carry in the first half of the game. All in the second half. Plus, he's the guy that returned the kickoff, 67 yards for score. So he had three touchdowns in the second half and uh, over 340 all-purpose yards. Which, uh, this is a slightly off topic, but I want I'm sorry, to, 140 yeah. purpose yards. I want to give a little bit more credit. I kind of dogged this team all year. They're not from our area. But Lamphere played this Country Day team 20-10 to 10 in a close game. And I kind of dogged them because they were in the Mac Bronze. Maybe I should have given them a little more respect. You know, I was thinking about that, too, the, the other day when I was going through the scores going, Wow, does it, would Lamphere be competitive with North? I still, in my mind, want to believe North Branch would beat Lamphere. Right, and again, I mean, yeah, the break might have hurt North Branch, but it's not like Country Day got to have more practices than North Branch. It's not like they had, I mean, maybe they had nicer facilities, but 
you're still practicing the same time. It's everyone's in the same boat with that. So, yeah, no, I get what the the point is. You want to see the momentum carry on. You want to see what it would have been like in a normal year, but it's not like it was a normal year for Country Day and not a normal year for North Branch. We had this discussion with PH. PH was what eight and zero, lost to De La Salle, and does does that make what was otherwise a great season not a great season anymore? The Broncos go nine and one. They tie a school record for wins in a season. In a shortened season. Yeah. In a year where you had six regular season games. Uh, you look at what they did this year, but to lose this game 38 to nothing, does, does that make everything else that it, happened go out the drain? I think it's the same thing I said for PH. It's still a very good season, but you go from having a legendary possible season, which PH, if they beat De La Salle, becomes a legendary team if North Branch beats Country Day becomes a legendary team at that school one that gets talked about for years and years to just a very good season it doesn't undo it but you're not going to be hallowed as like you're not 2013 Marine City 2013 St. Clair 06 Marine City any of the ugly teams that made the semifinals, or what was it, K-Pac 2002, I think, that made the semifinals. Like, teams like that, that make these runs that kids today, like, you go, you walk around and go, oh, yep, there's the trophy from when they made the finals in this year, or when they did that, or this, or, like, yeah, it's, like, Marysville, 86 and 92, everyone knows those two years. Those are the two state championship years. Those are well-known. Port Huron High, 2011. These are these legendary teams you hear about that it's almost that they kind of grow because they were so successful. Now, if you had, what, a, a few years back, a 10-1 and Marysville team that the, nobody talks about because yeah, yeah, they got exactly. blown no out one, by Country Day. No one talks about the 2016 Marysville football team. They went undefeated in the regular season, beat Marine City for the first time in a decade and a half, and – went to the district finals and got blitzed by country day and yeah i'm sure people still go yeah that 2016 team was good but they don't go yeah 2016 marysville it's like yeah it's nice so yeah that's the difference is instead of becoming a iconic team in your school's history you're just a, you're just a nice part of it you're no again I'm not saying it's bad. It's still for North Branch, especially a school that is not has not been known for football. Yeah, Coach Furman came in there, and in three years, he's really turned things around because that was the last time they had been shut out too. Was the year before he got there. Yeah. So, especially for North Branch, that's a building block. That is a well. They are going to have to build because they lose Martin, Ranny. And Drake uh, Deshetsky, and Drake Deshetsky is their fourth option, and he rushed for over 400 yards and was their leading receiver this year, and he scored nine touchdowns. And they list him on the program just as athlete. They don't list him as a position; they list him as athlete because he plays everywhere on the field: running back, slot receiver, tight end, linebacker, whatever they need him to do. But what- he he does that. They lose all those guys. So of the big four. Only the quarterback, Will Damasca, comes back next year. Yes, but what this does for a school like North Branch is it really embeds the culture. 
I mean, you talk about turning around a program. Look what Larry Rollins has done at Northern. From, like, what, 2000 to when Larry Rollins took over and what was it, 2014, 2015? Northern, what, made the playoffs once? And if they won four games in a year, you're like, wow, Northern had a decent year this year. Now they're like, expect, you're expecting Northern to make the playoffs every year. It's building this culture. And North Branch is building a culture where we go, we're the, we're the big boy in the BWAC. Move over Richmond. Move over Crosslex. Move over Elmont. We're the team to beat. And that's what this is instilling. So these kids coming up know the expectation is, yeah, we made a regional final, but that's not good enough. We want to win that game. So that's what this building block is for a school that historically has not been a football school. All right, one more game to uh, talk about, and uh, that's one that uh, got a positive result uh, as Ubley beat Carson City Crystal 36-6. to And uh, for, for a change, we got one right here because this one went pretty much the way we thought it would go. We'll talk about that when we come back. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. When today is unpredictable, staying focused on your long-term financial goals matters more than ever. Count on your Ameriprise advisor for personalized, goal-based advice to help you navigate now and stay on track for tomorrow. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC. TB Logos in Marysville has the area's largest selection of in-stock school spirit wear, corporate wear, and construction company gear. They do custom embroidery and custom screen printing and are the fastest growing uniform sublimation company in Michigan. Visit tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. They are open weekdays 830 to 430 or by appointment. Don't wait weeks for your gear. TP Logos will have it in days. Located across from Walt Braun Viking Stadium in Marysville. Preferred Charters is a privately owned and operated transportation service located in Michigan for the past 13 years. Well known for customer service and well-maintained equipment. From sightseeing tours to conventions, 
corporate transfers, sports teams, parades, sporting events, and private charters, Preferred Charters has the wheels and wherewithal to ensure the smoothest ride with drivers that are the best in the business. Call 810-982-7433 and let Preferred Charters do the driving. For full-service residential and commercial network installation and management, you need Andrew Thompson at Thompson Engineering. Thompson Engineering will install and maintain long and short-range point-to-point links, install security cameras, access controls, and provide audio-video engineering. Visit online at thompson-engineering.com or call them at 810-221-1667. That's 810-221-1667. Thompson Engineering, network and radio solutions that work. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Speaking of personal fouls, we'll be tabulating those uh, in, uh, what'd you say, 11 days? Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, when basketball gets underway. January 22nd, I think we'll have two games now, now that more schedules are starting to trickle in. I I know um, for sure we'll have the uh, Lady Big Reds. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we, we think we might have a Marysville game that night, yes, too. Yes, I know. I think they play Chippewa Valley at home in a non-conference game. We're looking game. at that uh, schedule. Um, in fact, um, starting to get the website re-going with some new information. Mm-hmm. So you can go to GetStuckOnSports.com, uh, and right up at the top there is a tab that says information, and there'll be standings and schedules and uh, the scoreboard and all that uh, kind of good stuff. And there's actually something on the schedule page now that we're playing games and have games scheduled to be played. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, no, I mean, we're, we're still figuring it all out again. We can't put what we don't know up there, but we have a lot going on. And, uh, yeah, speaking of going on, we had a good – Good, one good result. One good result. We got Ubley right. We thought Ubley yes. would handle Carson City uh, Crystal, and they did 36-6. to uh, six. Just some numbers uh, here. Carson Haleski, 175 yards rushing and four touchdowns to lead the uh, Bearcats. Haleski had more yards himself than um, Marine City did in the uh, game against Frankenmuth, um, and then nor- that North Branch as well. He, he, he outrushed North Branch. That's a stat that I did not think I would be saying in a Monday no. podcast. No, I mean, would would you have, if I would have told you back on Friday, hey, Marine City's going to have negative yards in the second half, and North Branch is going to get shut out. You'd have you would have made me go get a drug test. Yeah, I would have. I would have. I would have thought that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. But uh, again, um, we've talked about Ubley, but we haven't really talked a lot about. Ubley's players, Haleski's had a great year for them, and again, uh, in a in a regional championship game, 175 yards and four touchdowns is doing it on on the big uh, show. They've got a freshman quarterback. Yeah, Evan uh, Peruski is the uh, quarterback at Ubley, so they're going to the semifinals with a freshman quarterback. He had a touchdown in the game. Uh, Colin Oberski also had their other touchdown. Here's a, a stat that. Uh, when I looked at this, I'm like, wow, really? Upley 7-1 and one in regional games. Yeah. 7-1. and Because what would happen is they either would lose to, like, Cass City or Harbor Beach in the districts, or they're in the semifinals. It's And now, let's see, I mean, this is what, their seventh semifinal? This and they're 1-5? Um, yeah, they're 1-5 in, in semifinals. So. so they're trying to finally get back to Ford Field. 
it kind of feels like they're the school that you're just waiting, waiting to get that state title because they, I mean, they're probably, I don't know this for a fact, but one of the most successful schools without a state title, at least in the playoffs. I think this was their 31st playoff win all time. Yeah, they they continued to make deep runs on a regular basis. Um, I I believe um, the last 19 times they've been in the postseason, They've won a game in 16 of those postseasons. Yeah, it's something ridiculous like that. Like they've only been out in the first round three times um, and six times in school history and all the times that they've been. And it was the, like to a Harbor Beach team that made yeah. a run or a yeah. Cass City team or a yeah Sandusky team that was good. So, And Traverse City St. Francis was the team that beat them in 2008 uh, in the finals, and they were in the midst of winning like, two or three state titles in a row. Um, they, they were ridiculously good. So they're going to play Johannesburg-Lewiston, who's 10-0 and on the season after a uh, 7-6 win over Iron Mountain. I believe that game was played in Marquette the at the Superior, Superior Dome. Dome. So they Great got, to, place they got to play in, indoors. That is a really cool facility. It is. Um, if, got to play one game there, and it was I was very happy I got to. Yeah, I, I've been there a couple of times. I, I called a game there once. Um, and I actually was in there. We, we walked around the track and, and we walked on the field a little bit because it was uh, it it was it's open during the summer, mm-hmm. and people are in there working out and, and doing their things. And Katie and I were up in Marquette, and we're like, let's go into the dome. Yeah, like it's it's a really cool. It looks place. when you get get up there, it looks like it's an evil layer. Yeah, it, well, it's made out of wood and it's covered in what looks like paper mache or yeah. or duct tape. It looks like they duct taped. Around the whole outside I will of the tell building. You, I will tell you this. I was a part of games where there were 10,000-plus people at a game outdoors. The one game I played up there against a northern Michigan team, there was maybe, I don't know, 1,000 to 2,000 people there. Loudest stadium I've played in ever. I uh, uh, That game I was on the field goal team, I couldn't hear the snap count. I couldn't hear the cadence. It was that loud. So I couldn't imagine that place packed. Also, the turf there is awful. You might as well play on your living room carpet. <laughs> Seriously, we did. I didn't play in my normal cleats. I played in well old cleats that were basically tennis shoes at that point. Yeah, well, can't be perfect, but uh, but and again, part of home field advantage. We were, we were talking about this because um, Johannesburg Lewiston is the home team for this semifinal game, but what? Because their field is grass and not turf. They're making them look I, for I don't know if that's why, but I think that's a reason for it. Because um, there was talk that they were going to try to move the game to Petoskey, mm-hmm. which doesn't make the trip any shorter for Ubley. Right. Um, but uh, that fell through. So they're they're actually they're looking for a place to play this game on uh, Saturday. Yeah. And uh, as of right now, as of time of recording, Monday morning, um, there hasn't been a site announced. So hopefully – they get somewhere a little closer, and I don't know. Maybe, I don't know, we'll figure out what we're going to do with this. It depends where the game's going to be at. If it's moved farther north or not anywhere closer, then eh, that's going to be tougher. But I don't know. If it's moved south a little bit, if they meet in the middle, then maybe we'll figure something out. We'll see. If you want to go, I'm not going to stop you. I know, but we'll see, and we don't know if – if Thumbtail Gator will be up there, I know Cass, I'm fairly certain Cass they will City be. will be there. So, yeah, we'll figure it out. I'm fairly certain that's what they're going to follow Ubley and Cass City next week. Mm-hmm. 
And so. as a professional courtesy and because we don't really go up there to cover right. during the season to jump on the bandwagon now and just seems kind of yeah, not the right hopefully thing Hopefully, Ubley can... We'll continue to talk about them. Though. Right. Hopefully, Ubley can finally get back to the, the, the state finals. They haven't been back there since 2008. And since then, they've been in, what, three semifinals? It's two... This is their fourth semifinal game since 2008. Haven't been able to break through in that time. We'll see what happens here. And you got a, a nice little thing with Johannesburg Lewiston's coach. Yeah, because well, – Because you didn't know her. Well, I yeah, didn't know her was either. Folsom, I at least had him in the lower peninsula. Because Brandon Folsom uh, snitched to, to him about us. Yeah, what is, his, what is Folsom's tie to this? Because that's where he came up. That's where he grew up. He oh, okay. From, that's, he's from up there. So okay. that's how he knew them. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah, Ubley going for their – trying to get back to Ford Field. Uh I mean, Johannesburg Lewiston's undefeated, but I mean, who knows? Ubley's been rolling since their what seven straight wins. Yeah, that, that's that's the thing. They were one and two. Okay, and, and we were like, all right, Ubley's down this year. Yeah, and and their win in that was Memphis. Yeah, who who folded up shop after like two games this mm-hmm. year. So in, in week one, they they lost a barn burner to Harbor Beach. Remember, 16, remember 14. what seems like seven thousand years ago. Um, that we started the season and we went, okay, this is for the title in the GTC East. We said that for like three weeks in a row. <laughs> yeah, because then Harbor Beach played Sandusky and then Sandusky played Huffley. Yeah. And, and Sandusky came out on top in all of that and then drew Cass City for the first round of the playoffs. I think it was and the lost, second. 14 to 12 or whatever. Yeah, it was the second because yeah, they played somebody from the they lost area in the, in the um yeah, the, the second game. round. Yeah, they beat St. Charles in the first round and then lost on a two-point conversion to Cass City, who Sandusky could very well be playing in a semifinal right now had they beaten Cass City. Yeah, so here here was Ubley. They lost by two points to Harbor Beach. Then they blew out Memphis, mm-hmm. which they were expected to do. And then they lost by 18 to Sandusky. I think that was 38-20 to 20 was the final in that one. And you're like, mm-hmm. wow, may, maybe Ubley's down this year. They haven't lost since... And like we say, hasn't been there, close. Th- there's been the... one game, the the USA game, uh, in the district that went to overtime. Other than that, Ubley has just stomped on everybody. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they did so to Carson City Crystal. I don't think they will to Johannesburg Lewiston. I think it'll be a really good game, and uh, hopefully, we get one more good week of football before we get super busy with basketball. Well, if uh, if Ubley can win one more. Um, Right as basketball season tips off, Ubley will be playing a game at Ford Field. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a lot of fun. That could be a really really busy, hectic weekend. The twenty second, twenty third. We're gonna have a hectic like month and a half. No, it's good after season. sitting around doing nothing for so long. Oh, I know. How did it feel to get out there uh, on uh, Saturday? It, it was or, awesome. Was I it felt rusty like it, at all. I mean, a little bit, just getting it going. But I mean, you know what Marine City's gonna do? I felt like a kid on Christmas. I was excited. <laughs> um, and for a, a half, you had a football game. I did. Um, but uh, the Brady curse of everything's a blowout that Brady does. Yeah, except for one game. <laughs> yeah, what the heck? I didn't even think about that. I did. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, that, there's no way that can carry on to basketball. Oh, I <laughs> yes, it can. <laughs> there's no way. No, yes, there's no way. There's so many games. I'm going to have to get like at least one good game a week. 
I, I will I will laugh. Like, well, I'll even stack the deck. I'll let you pick the games that you want, and I will laugh if every one of your games is a 25-point blowout while I keep getting buzzer beaters yeah. and half-court shots. And I'm going to get a game that's going to be two, like, 6-0 and o teams for the league title, and it's going to be like, oh, sorry, this team's best player rolled his ankle and won't be able to play, and then it's a 30-point blowout, and... I'm, I have to I'm fill gonna, in airtime. I'm going to get end. a game that you have absolutely no interest in, and yeah, yeah and it's going to you're going to have like Lamp Fear Port Huron, and you're going to have like Balon hit a half court shot to win the game, and <laughs> and meanwhile I'm going to be doing a big rivalry game that's forty to ten. It's a possibility because uh, there is that curse thing that Brady has that. Everything he touches turns into a blowout. The Brady blowout curse. The Brady blowout curse. I had w- it's kind of like being on the cover of Sports Illustrated. I'm I'm paying for the one good game. I sold my soul for the <laughs> one game I hyped up. If Brady walks into your gym this winter, you know you're going to have a blowout one way or the other. Yeah, one team's going to be really happy. <laughs> yeah. And if I walk into your game, you, who get knows? your popcorn early because you're not going to want to leave your seat. <laughs> All right, so that's my jab at Brady for the uh, the week. We'll be back uh, on uh, Wednesday uh, with uh, more, uh, and we'll uh, start uh, focusing uh, a little more, too, on the uh, basketball season that is uh, coming up because, uh, yeah, with uh, North Branch and uh, Croslex, or North Branch and Marine City going down, um, I'm looking at my notes and doing seven things at once. Yeah. Um, and Ubley being the only team left in uh, in football – it's now official. We're going into winter sports. Yeah, even though we're well into the winter, doesn't matter. <laughs> we're here. So anyway, you done? I'm done. You got nothing left? Nothing left. We went long today. We did well. We had a lot to talk about. We went about an hour. Yeah. So uh, we'll talk to you again on Wednesday. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is stuck on sports.